This is PBE Daily Early Mornings and Late Night Podcast and my name is Point Blank Ivumbi. Episode 135 and I decided outside of how I've been doing it this past couple of weeks, I should have a guest on this one because it's important. And other than that, the perfect person to have as the first interview on this show is a person who also works in the field of the arts. Now, we may not do the exact same art, but I think hers is more, it's more connective to an audience than mine. And on top of that, she's also a co-founder of, a, of an event known as Free Mind Session. Welcome, Lindsay Obath. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. Thanks for even taking the time to be on this. And yes, you are literally the first guest on the I'm show. I'm so shocked. Just hearing that, I'm like, what? Yep. <laughs> you chose yep. me to come and chat shit? <laughs> Number one, I've always been the person who speaks on this thing and I'm not only solo because I find it more comfortable to do things that way and number two maybe a feminine touch is important because when you hear a man talk about certain shit sometimes it's not important for them to conclude that oh he just cares for dudes perspective of things so I also wanted somebody who does something different from what I do I animate I do comics and everything you do visual art as far as body art because I remember the right. first time the first time I actually met you, believe it or not, it was at um, an event. I was borderline auditioning to have one of your sisters as my agent. It was a barbecue oh, yeah? life at Aboretum. Oh my That's the goodness. first time we met. Yeah. And what I knew from that day was we were rocking the stage. There was a person who was playing percussion on stage and you jumped on stage and joined him to play per- percussion. And I was like, oh, she probably plays instruments as well. Oh my gosh, I did. You did. You did. You may not. Re- you may not recollect this, but I remember that moment because it's not every day somebody comes and they literally jump on stage. Now, first of all, when you're rocking a stage, you get worried when somebody jumps onto your stage. Right. Second thing is like, oh, she knows what she's doing. It's fine. It, it no, complements think... what's happening. So I... <laughs> I'm not gonna hold it against her. I feel like that day, um, mm-hmm. I probably knew the percussion mist. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually what happens if there is a drum in front of me i get i get into it because i love just african percussion but that's a whole other story for another day possibly or today who knows <laughs> is it, it inclined towards that you've been playing instruments before i used to be a musician oh so outside of visual arts you actually play music you play music yeah instruments I, I even, or not i even toured <laughs> <laughs> do tell now i'm curious okay before we dive into the other stuff you are a touring art a touring like performing artist yes uh so when i went okay just a little back background story i have attempted no twice mm-hmm. um <laughs> first time was in malaysia and i was doing architecture and i hated it so aside from kicking off my artistic journey because instead of going to class i was in my dorms painting um I joined a, a band filled with other Kenyans who love music because of the church that I was going to at the time. Uh-huh. And uh, our ambassador for um, the Kenyan ambassador to Malaysia at the time was good friends with the students at my uni. Uh-huh. And he, he used to have these parties and he'd invite us and he'd be like, why don't you guys just come and play? And we're like, what? <laughs> so we we formed a band and we went and performed at his one of his events. And as it would usually go, there's a lot of other dignitaries there. So I guess so we impressed everyone and we ended up playing at almost every African ambassadorial home in Malaysia. 
and word spread like wildfire so we just ended up kind of playing around southeast asia look and, at you go and yeah so it was it was interesting half of what i went to go to school and i ended up living a whole other life so it's, it's quite interesting the interesting part about that is actually twofold. Part number one is I, I've always found it fascinating when I hear stories from guys who've gone to campus because I never got the opportunity mainly because I was a dimwit, I think. But I never got to go to campus. But when I hear stories of a person in campus who, as they're pursuing this, they feel like their passions are driven in another direction, they right. do something completely different. But understandably so because I've always thought education is supposed to play the part of what is your backup plan if the dream doesn't work. And the second part was um, Malaysia. When you mentioned Malaysia, I thought about one thing, which is in the years that I was working in animation, my initial years in animation, a lot of people who had international training were in Malaysia. Right. Would you say, um, I mean, yes, you wanted to study architecture, but you didn't really like it and, and all that. But would you right. say Malaysia had an influence in not only the music that you ended up playing but did it have an influence in your perception of what career could be as far as art is concerned absolutely absolutely mm -hmm. like you you could see it even with everything i guess malaysia is a very pretty place it is mm -hmm. very pretty the architecture mm -hmm. is fantastic i guess that's kind of what drew me to it um also i was born there so no it, way yes i was <laughs> i'm just dropping Amazing. bombs on you <laughs> i'm loving uh, it and the cool thing is that we've never had this interaction before it's a genuine place to actually really get to know your art side and you and how you became that so keep going right right uh so i i was born there and a lot of the artifacts that i have even um in my room uh mm. are I guess people would say, oh, they're Chinese, but no, it's actually Malay. So Malay culture is, and I feel like just Asian, a lot of Asian traditional cultures are very pretty, um, just in terms of like their artifacts and even the way they, they pay homage to the gods and the myths and, and what have you. So I went, the first ever Comic-Con that I went to mm -hmm. was in Malaysia. And I feel like Asians in general go out. You know, like they go all out <laughs> at Comic Cons. Like, I have never been visually stimulated like that. I had never, at, at least until that point. And it kind of it lit a spark. You know, not only just the Comic Con, but all the other little festivals that I used to go to. There was one called um, Urban Scapes, and it and it was like a little marriage between tech meets art. And they had things I've never seen before that um, I see are popular now. But considering I left Malaysia in 2013, it's it's come a long way for certain things to be popular. Mm -hmm. Considering how long ago it was and how advanced and out of the box people were thinking, um, one thing that really stood out to me at, at that at that festival was that the big ear that was attached to um, a tree and at the bottom of, of the tree uh, it said tell me your secret and I was like what the fuck is this shit <laughs> mind you I was also drunk so maybe <laughs> so maybe I was also like slightly tripping but um, 
so I, I whispered a secret into um, the into the ear, and uh-huh. I kind I guess kind of based on what the secret was, clearly someone was listening to it or something, you know. Um, it's almost like a fortune cookie. So they they get, at the bottom of the ear something kind of slides out, and you're given like some form of motivational or encouraging type of of like little note to mm-hmm. make you feel less about the, the shitty secret that you <laughs> that you just gave. Because most secrets are usually you know you're hiding something. Uh, usually a bad thing so it it was it was pretty interesting because this was all it was either done remotely and the ear was just producing these things or um there was someone in the tree and i i don't think the second option is really what what, what happened i don't think anyone would be physically in the tree but <laughs> that that for me was like wow if this if this is just here and no one's really mind blown about it what the fuck is this country even so yeah malaysia's artistic inspiration and just vibe is on a thousand i've always found it really really cool that asia is what it is because think about like i I like what you said uh, about how it being such a spiritual place and the spirituality of it and even though you had you had a buzzed experience with the whole whisper secret all that <laughs> right I- i'm not surprised about the whole buzz and this and the whole the spiritual place and then i was buzzed and blah 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 because the buzz i played that on campus I'm not, i don't even hold it against campus and then the second part is think about how many ancient cultures had intoxication involved in spiritual uh fulfillment or in spiritual curiosity and all that i mean there's certain things we still partake of nowadays hint hint wink wink which are sacramental right and i also i feel this is a good segue to this particular question and it's would you say a curiosity of spirit and the universe vibrating throughout our existence and throughout our, our flesh would you say spirit and spirituality inspires how you work and I'm not um, saying religion, I'm not saying faith, I'm saying spirituality. Right. right. I think man, I think the way the way your spirit moves through you and other people defines your whole existence on this planet. Not just how you work, but seeing as we're talking about just working and like expressing yourself. Um I strongly believe that it is definitely a driving force because your your spirit and I guess the things around it dictate what what you kind of gravitate towards because um, when a lot of people ask artists you know what inspires you or what um, what um, motivates you to create and things like that. I believe it is completely spiritual. Um, Only because, you know, I was having this debate the other day and a lot of people, uh, the debate was on um, what is is the difference between skill and talent, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And I found it a very simple question 
to because okay so the, the question was about djs right and and is djing a skill or or a talent and i found it very simple to 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 answer because i feel like one is driven by um technicalities you know skill is about learning the ins and outs of something talent mm-hmm. is now manipulating it to a point where um other people can enjoy it that that's what i and and i feel like that manipulation to do things that is spiritual <laughs> i honest i and i don't know if people might think I'm weird but i honestly feel that like like it's spiritual because if you know you can be good at something that thing that drives you to actually practice and explore and want to share it with other people and just get into your own zone cuz Emmanuel I'm so sure when you're drawing you, there's a certain zone that you get into there's a certain zone we all get into and honestly it's like the mecca of the creative process so i feel like a lot of spiritual guidance happens when we create it's just we probably don't acknowledge it as much which is also okay you know i feel like your spirit is your spirit it's not it's not demanding it's not selfish it's just predominantly there with you um but um yeah so even in in ancient times and stuff like we were talking about before definitely um there was way more i guess even in asian cultures spirituality is definitely um the asian cultures definitely encourage individual spirituality you know they're all about what is your purpose what is your journey and whatever and all these deities um can help you with that journey you know <laughs> so yes i believe in especially the creative process um spirituality is just there just inside somewhere just guiding you I like how you put it because there's this other element uh, that you actually touched on the whole thing about skill versus talent and and is DJing a skill or a talent and everything and right. I think I think the conclusion that you drew even in that conversation and this is just me outside looking in and I'd say talent allows an extra levity to skill especially Absolutely. if you're really passionate about the skill that you're trying to learn because the skill is the tool absolutely and absolutely. when you have the perfect tool and the passions exist in you that is actually potent you end up making a greater impact thereafter because imagine if you will the number of people who pick up jobs which they don't really enjoy simply because you need a job and right. take take a difference of a person who even if it's your a bureaucratic job like sitting in an office and like writing letters down if you're passionate about the idea of the of the bureaucracy you're going to be really good at that and when it comes to talent and and all that and let's not forget we had we had tried to hint towards how the spiritual connection to everything that we draw i've always thought and this will sound blasphemous as hell to alien ears but <laughs> art i believe art is the closest thing to god and i mean that in we try replicate his hand visual art um imaginative compositions uh, making of music i mean these th- these are things that literally come from scratch and inspiration if you don't have something that pushed you towards making that particular line you make that particular line thereafter and 
I like the fact that you, we began this whole story in Malaysia because I wanted I wanted to now touch on something completely different because, like you said, Asian culture believes strongly in spirituality. Now here's yes. the part where I hope this doesn't get you into a whole standing on a soapbox situation. <laughs> when you return to Kenya yes. and you see that the 1800s and 1900s have completely made us disconnect ourselves to what we were natively and initially because i don't think we know too many people who have the original faiths that may have been in east africa prior to colonialism absolutely would you say sometimes it's frustrating or sometimes you are concerned about how africa and let's just narrow it down to kenya the guys who work in art in Kenya sometimes may find it hard to express themselves because they would like to speak on certain themes, but because some of them are raised on certain uh, pre-existing doctrines like Islam or Christendom and every deviation of Christendom, it stops them from truly embracing or tr truly pushing the limits of how far they could go with their skill and talent. That's interesting. Um... I, I feel like if, if that's the story you want to tell, um, mm. then I, you're kind of in a shit situation. And this uh. is coming from someone who, who has tried to tell the story <laughs> <laughs> through my art. Um, it's very interesting. I used, to, I used to travel with a group called uh, Sana. Yeah, we were a collective of, of, I hate to use this word, but we're a collective of creatives. <laughs> You're and, not alone. I hate that word too. Yeah, it's it's just. But you know what? You know what? We need to take back ownership of that word and actually make it positive. Because anyway, I, I will touch on that after I'm done with this, with this part. Okay. Um, and it, it was a bunch of like myself. I don't know if you know um, Ed Ed Wainaina. He's an I'm, illustrator mm -hmm. as well. And, Possible. And sure. yeah, so it's it's just myself and a whole bunch of people who create whether it's photography film music um, and we'd go on these trips to go mm -hmm. be inspired by the environment that we're in and write about it right uh -huh. so one of these trips we went into the mau mau caves and we camped there for four days right okay yeah <laughs> we, we we camped there for four days because we wanted to to also ask around and find out this, the stories of, you know, people who were there um, during that rebellion. And I guess when when you think about things like the Mau Mau rebellion and how they they believed that the gods that they prayed to had blessed this, um, you know, this water and everything and 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 all their their weaponry and unfortunately guns <laughs> guns really uh, were advanced at the time but they strongly believed that you know guy like god mm -hmm. um literally would would protect them in 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 ways that only they they knew at the time so we had to go and find out you know do these people still believe in that and mm -hmm. and, and if so how have they kept that and how are they passing it down and it was really difficult because unfortunately our history and a lot of things have not been documented yeah 
which I feel is a huge part of our, um, I guess, our responsibility as artists, you know? We mm-hmm. document times. You know how, you know that thing the, about how an artist's role in society is to, you know, document or no? What is it? I've forgotten that, that saying. Um, you can paraphrase it, it's fine. No, the, I I think it's 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 something something that goes along. Um, artist role is to reflect the times, or something like that, you know. So that's why you have like even someone like Gado, you yeah. know, fucking mm-hmm. legend. Um, and if you ever want to have a detailed history of what the fuck has happened in this country over the last like 20, 30 years, all you need to do is look at collect his daily drawings, you know, and you will know. And I guess it carries on through music, through um, literature, through art and everything. So a lot, lot of things, and I don't want to, to sound like it's a, like a sob story or, you know, fuck white people. But honestly, fuck white people, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, because we, it, it was robbed, you know? People were so focused on fucking surviving. Um, and 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 trying to 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 provide and, and live a better life and they were fighting for their freedom that the documentation of of things and like holding on to our traditions was kind of lost in that process True. you know True. um so it's it's actually quite sad that it's hard to tell these stories unless unless you, you you go to these places yourselves and even then even the elders in these communities cannot cannot really express or tell you or teach you about these religions in its full extent because you know they were they were kind of killed off which is sad um i don't know if that's answered the question but it yeah, kind of does like, because even the way yeah. you've broken it down is it's it's all very much broken telephone but i have this conspiracy theory in my head which is the Brits don't know how to delete documents. They tend to just hold on to stuff and hoard them to document Madai. So I'm sure there's a library somewhere in the UK where you could just probably find this stuff when it gets declassified and the time is right. So if anything, we're just waiting a certain clock. Not to say whose clock it is, but we're waiting on a certain clock to pass. Okay. Away from that, let's bring now fast forward to the present because I know we've literally deep dived into this thing and the platform I'm on does not get me past 30 minutes. So we're going to do this. I want you to tell me now past uh, being a performing artist and mm-hmm. having that curiosity towards spirit and having been trained in in drawing when right. it came to a profession why was body art the choice that you made in in Nairobi right well i wish i had a more romantic and amazing story but this shit happened by mistake, man. The best things happen. <laughs> it actually, way. it actually happened by mistake. And by mistake, I put that lightly. It's, I don't think anything in my life has happened by mistake, unless I, I, I have really fucked up. Um, but then, we, then we'll call it. Either. It was a perfect turn of events. Let's call it that. It was yeah. a mistake. Um, do you know how it started for me, or is that is that pretty much? I, I'm really curious. Happened. How did it start for you? Right. Um, festival for those of you who are listening to this <laughs> it's probably the biggest festival in east africa 
-hmm. and I've been to every single edition. When it started, we were just about slightly under 200 people at that festival and it was great and I loved it and I came back to Nairobi. Oh, Nyege Nyege happens in Jinja, in Uganda. So I came back um, to Nairobi and I couldn't shut up about it, right? So the next year, um, we were able to actually fill up like two party buses and go. And we went to this festival and what I realized is that Kenyans like to be with each other when they go to things um, and where I was camping became like where all the other Kenyans were camping because usually if, if I'm at a festival I have my tent I'll put up a Kenyan flag you know just to say you know I'm super patriotic um, which is hilarious because when I'm here I'm really not uh, but yeah so, <laughs> so, so the flag is up and I'm just like yes Kenyans were in the house and everything but what happened was um, I had gone there to, of course, have a good time, get pissed drunk, and also sketch, you know, because the, the, where, where the festival is, is on a very lush, green part of, you know, the banks of the fucking River Nile. So it's so fucking beautiful. So after the first year, I, I decided, okay, I need to take my paints and my, and, and my sketchbook with me so that I can sit and draw people and draw the stage. Like, I just wanted to document everything visually without having to take my phone out, if that makes sense. It does. Um, and everyone just kept looking for me because I had been there the, the year before and people wanted to know where can I get a SIM card, where can I change money and everything. So guys are looking for me all the time and I don't want to be on my phone. So for people to look for me and find me i decided to paint myself so that i can stand out ah right genius <laughs> so i decided to paint on myself and stand up so what happened because it's like a three-day festival right so now the next day i decided okay the painting thing worked people were able to find me um so let me do it again the next day so as i'm getting ready and i'm painting myself um, the group of Kenyans that were around me were like, yo, why don't we all just get painted so that we can be like a squad, you know, of Kenyans. And I was like, okay, you know, <laughs> why not? So I painted everyone and that became like our morning ritual as a, as a group, you know. I love and, it. And the, right? <laughs> it became the morning ritual as a group. And the, one of the people who was camping right next to me was a lady called Sadia Ibrahim. Sadia Ibrahim co-owns one of the biggest event companies in Nairobi called Kenya Nights. And she said, you know what? This whole painting thing can be a thing in, once we go back home. So let's do this. Why don't you come and paint at our next event? It's happening in a month. And I was like, okay. She's like, just come, charge whatever you want to charge, paint whatever you want to paint, and let's just see how it goes. And in a month's time, for sure, I was there at the Alchemist and I painted, and now it's been three years. And what a beautiful three years you've had. <laughs> I'm literally, it's I crazy. was literally curious about the body art, but I love how all this has literally built up. Like, I feel like I've, you've just shared with me a, a good chunk of your 20s, and thank you for that. <laughs> Sorry, I ramble on. I'm so hey, sorry. Hey, listen, but... <laughs> this podcast is built on rambling. 
it's mind farts and rambles that's what this podcast is all about and i am super glad it was you who i chose to interview first and i'm glad that you actually accepted to be interviewed on this no worries i'll i'll be more than happy to be a regular guest if i cannot wait to interview you again but as far as this one is concerned i'm gonna have to wrap it up Thank you, everyone, for Boo. taking the time to listen to this one. Don't worry. We can do another half hour. We'll do another half hour in the future. Right. We're going to prep for the next one. But for now, I'm grateful that we actually got to share with us the beginning of your journey because I think on the next one, we'll take a deep dive on that, wherever, whenever that may be. Until next time, in my mantra of this show, be Caesar or be nothing at all. Enjoy your week, guys. Until next time, Uno. <laughs>